Well, hi, everybody. Welcome. My name is Jason Cusick. I'm the lead pastor here at the church. And I want to start off by just saying a special welcome to everybody that's from our Torrance campus that's here in the building right now. Get up for Torrance. At our Torrance campus, when you introduce yourself, everybody goes, yay! Everybody gets excited. So um, excited that you're here with us. If you're here in person or you're watching online, uh, thanks for being together. We're doing our best to work on the rain damage and the repairs to be able to open up that campus again, get us back to uh, that, that home place for so many of you where you connect with God and each other. So uh, thanks for your patience and grace and prayer as we're trying to do that. If you're with us for the first time here at church, either in person or online, I want to just say a special welcome to you. Hopefully this is a, a positive and encouraging place for you. In addition to, or especially if the, you might be here because you're like just checking out the spiritual life or a relationship with God or the Bible or coming back after a long time of being away. I hope this is really meaningful. The next five weeks are gonna be really great because we're starting a series today called Be Well. And the idea behind this is wellness is a big topic in our world and especially in our community here in the South Bay. We all want to be physically well and mentally well. We wanna have a good relationship with our finances and we, we wanna have good relationships with each other and have purpose in life. Um, what does that look like? Um, sometimes when we think about wellness, we might go to some extremes. One extreme is we make our whole life about wellness and, and we kind of go hardcore into it where uh, we kind of go overboard a little bit. I've, I've been in that place where I've, I've, I've drank too much water uh, I've, I've gone on diets that have been unhealthy for me. Right now I'm going to a physical therapist because of an overuse injury because of exercise. Um, sometimes we go to the other extreme where we're kind of like, well, this body's temporary, this world's temporary. I'm gonna eat whatever I want and who cares what happens and we, I'm just gonna spend what I want. And, and that's the other extreme. Question is, is like, where's that sweet spot? Where is that sweet spot? And how does that relate to Faith. What we're going to be talking about in this series is how a relationship with Jesus can help you do better at wellness. And ideally, wellness should draw you more into a relationship with the God who created you. So that's what we're going to be talking about between now and Easter. And when I say now and Easter, what I'm referring to is right now on the religious calendar, we're in a season uh, called Lent. That word Lent comes from a Latin word that means springtime. And basically, hundreds of years ago, Christians decided, hey, let's spend 40 days leading up to Easter to think about ourselves, to examine ourselves, and to kind of recalibrate our lives to be more pointed at God. And so we're gonna be doing that here, and I wanna encourage you to kind of think intentionally between now and Easter, how could you nourish and nurture your relationship with God and have it be an extension or an avenue to better wellness in your life? And each week we're gonna cover a topic that can help you with that. So here, here's some of the things we're gonna cover. Next week we're gonna talk about our relationship with food, and how food relates to faith. Jesus, when you read the New Testament, Jesus was always eating. He was going to parties all the time. He was feeding people. How are those connected there? We're gonna talk about our relationship between our physical health and our mental health. 
We're going to have a week on what it means to have a good relationship, a proper relationship with money and financial wellness. We're going to talk about relational wellness, friendships, uh, family, how we can maybe restore some of those things, and ultimately our friendship with God. And then last, on Palm Sunday, we're going to talk about vocational wellness. And what we mean by that is your sense of purpose in life and what parts of your life get the most energy and get the most time. And for some of us, we might need to recalibrate some of that. Maybe we're giving a lot more energy and time to things that don't really have the best value, you know, to that. So that's what we're going to be exploring. Now, some of you are looking at this and you're like, we're going to talk about cold plunges, right? I mean, we're going to talk about pH balance in our water and some of there's at least one of you in the room that's like, we're going to talk about colon cleanses during this thing? I mean... There's a lot of topics that we could cover. These are the ones we're going to cover. Some of you are passionate about other ones. That's okay. Um, one thing I do want to note is when you start looking up wellness and get into that wellness community, some really kooky, weird stuff out there that you want to be careful of. Here's an edited version of a Saturday Night Live sketch talking about wellness. Take a look at this. Man, I have been feeling good lately. Just like healthy. Totally. I've been feeling fuego. Mm, looking fuego too. Um, it's so important as we get older that we start taking care of ourselves. You mm, know what I mean? Like yeah. wellness. It's so important. My big thing I'm trying to crack right now is my screen time. Oh. <laughs> right now I'm up to 23 and a half hours a day. You've got to do better. That's not great. I've been trying to get in shape. Have you guys uh, heard of intermittent fasting? Yeah, are you doing that? No, I'm doing intermittent sleeping. Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, I'm not sleeping. Is it working? Not yet. Okay, cool. Mark, how about you? Oh, well, I got this new post-workout smoothie I've been loving. Oh, smoothie time. What's in it? Just like milk, ice cream, chocolate sauce. Oh, a milkshake. A milkshake, yeah. Why? What did I say? Dude, we're doing so well. So good. The best. And I'm feeling kind of miserable. So miserable. The worst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, so where, where do we start when we're talking about wellness we can go to these extremes where do we start here at our church we would say let's start with Jesus so we're going to be thinking about how does a relationship with Jesus help us with our overall wellness here's the main idea for today we can experience true wellness through Jesus so let's look at a story in the Bible that can kind of help us get started in this topic. Here's where you can find it in the New Testament. It's in the book of John, which is the, the fourth book of the New Testament. So if you have a Bible, you want to look that up, you want to look it up on your phone, uh, you can do that. I'll tell you, all of the messages we're going to do between now and Easter come from this book of the Bible. So one thing I want to encourage you to do, if you have the space and interest in doing it, is to just start reading through the book of John in your own life. Over the next 40 days, read through this book of the Bible. It's the life and teachings of Jesus. Uh, this week on social media, we'll send out a reading plan that you can follow, as well as some other books that might be helpful for you in thinking about your wellness and the wellness of your family. What we're gonna read today takes place in Israel in the first century, and Jesus and his disciples are heading into Jerusalem for one of the, the Jewish festivals. And they go past an area where people would come together to seek wellness. And here's what it says. 
Inside the city, near the sheep gate, was the pool of Bethesda. Uh, That word means mercy, the pool of mercy. With five covered porches, crowds of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, lay on the porches. Now, let me show you a picture of what this would look like. This is an artist rendering of what this would look like. The pools would have been here. This is where it would have been located in Jerusalem. And these covered porches, the king of Israel would have uh, constructed these porches to keep people out of the sun as they kind of uh, made a pilgrimage to these pools for healing. It said it was near the sheep gate, which that means that was the gate of entry into Jerusalem where people who were taking their sheep for uh, animal sacrifice, they would take that route and go in with the sheep. So this is where it was located. Now, why were they going to these pools? This is what it says next. It says, from time to time, an angel of the Lord would come down and stir up the waters. The first one into the pool after each such disturbance would be cured of whatever disease they had. When I first read this, I was like, that seems kind of kooky too. That seemed like, what is going on? Now, some of you who are reading from your Bible or are reading from the Bible on your phone, you might find that this verse is actually missing. Anybody reading it? And there it goes verses three and then five. And verse four is actually missing. Some of you who have verse four, there's a little footnote there. Let me explain what this is about. We don't know if this verse is authentic. We don't know if John actually wrote this verse. When we translate Bibles into English, we don't just look at whatever the last translation is. When they translate Bibles, they go back and they look at the tens of thousands of copies of the New Testament that we have. All of them are in Greek, and they look back, and they're almost completely identical. But there are times where a verse or a story appears in some of those copies, but not in the others. And when that happens, translators usually go, we're not sure if this belongs in the Bible. So they'll put it in there and put a footnote, or they'll just skip it and put a footnote. And that happens a few times. Now the good part, it's not like they're trying to cover something up or some mystery, because if you look in the front of your Bible, there's a section called Translator's Notes, and it explains how translators do it. So it's all very upfront as we're trying to clarify what's reliable and what's not reliable. What, what was going on here? Was there an angel that came down? Was this just a hot spring and then people attached a spiritual meaning behind it? When, when you got in there, were you instantly healed of all diseases? We're not sure because we don't know the authenticity of this verse. What we do know is that all the copies of the New Testament that we have, the tens of thousands of copies that we have, dating really back a long time, all contain what happened next. Here's what it says. One of the men lying there had been sick for 38 years. When Jesus saw him and knew he had been ill for a long time, he asked him, would you like to get well? I can't, sir, the sick man said, for I have no one to put me into the pool when the water bubbles up. Someone else always gets there ahead of me. Don't you hate him when people are cutting in line? You're like, I'm trying to do, I'm trying to get, oh, and then they go, oh, sure, I was waiting here the whole time, right? Jesus told him, stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. And instantly, the man was healed. He rolled up his sleeping mat and began walking. 
Now, something weird happens, and this is when the religious people get involved. But this miracle happened on the Sabbath, so the Jewish leaders objected. They said to the man who was cured, you can't work on the Sabbath. The law doesn't allow you to carry that sleeping mat. But he replied, well, the man who healed me told me, pick up your mat and walk. And they said, who who said such a thing as that, they demanded. The man didn't know. Jesus had disappeared in the crowd. But afterward, Jesus found this man in the temple and told him, now you are well, so stop sinning, or something even worse may happen to you. Then the man went and told the Jewish leaders that it was Jesus who had healed him. What does this unusual story about the the mercy pool and Jesus' healing and this man tell us about wellness in our lives? How can it relate to us experiencing true wellness in Jesus? Let me walk through a few points and I wanna show you a couple of ideas of how it can relate to us. Let's go back to this guy. It says he'd been lying there sick for 38 years. So we don't know what was going on. Was he actually fully paralyzed? Did he have problems walking? Was it just mobility? Was it, he wasn't quick enough to get in? We don't know the details about what was going on. What we do know is he was stuck. For whatever reason, he couldn't get to the wellness that he wanted. Do you feel that way? In some area of your life? Maybe it's something physical or mental or emotional. Maybe it's a relationship conflict that you're stuck in right now. Maybe you feel stuck in that job or stuck in that school, or you don't feel like you have purpose in life? Maybe you're stuck with an unhealthy habit? We get stuck all the time. Sometimes we get stuck, and we get stuck in our stuckness. Uh, like, like, I can relate to that. Like, yeah, I remember years ago, I was telling people, man, I'm having a hard time sleeping. You know, like, I snore, so I'll wake myself up, and then I wake up my wife, and then I can't go back to sleep, and I'm exhausted during the day, I'm falling asleep during the day, and somebody was like, you should get a sleep study. And I was like, I know, because I have a sleep problem. And they were like, yeah, you should get a sleep study. And I was like, I know, let me explain my sleep problem. And they were like, you've already explained it. You know what you should do? You should go to a doctor and get help. And I was like, I need help because I have a sleep problem. And I was just kind of like, I was stuck in the problem. You ever get that? Like you're like, almost, you kind of rally in explaining the problem to people. And it's like, no, you can go somewhere. Now I went and got a sleep study and I got help for it. I sleep great now. Um, but Jesus, when, when he saw this man and he was like, I, I just can't, I can't get into the, to the thing. Jesus asked him this great question. Would you like to get well? Now, Jesus could have been saying, oh, I noticed you can't get into the thing. Do you want me to help you? Would you like to get well? I can help you with that. Maybe. Maybe Jesus was going in a little bit deeper to see whether or not this guy who's had the same problem for, for over 30 years actually wanted to get well. 
It reminds me, uh, Jesus' question here reminded me of this Hebrew proverb. It says this, a person's thoughts are like water in a deep well, but someone with insight can draw them out. It's like Jesus like, do you want to get well? That's probably the first step in us finding true wellness in Jesus. It's recognizing what are the actual barriers to my wellness. Here's the first step. If we want to have true wellness in Jesus, recognize your barriers. What are your barriers? You might be like, well, my barriers are this. I don't have insurance. I don't have enough money. <laughs> this, I don't have the time, stuff like that. It could be external, but a lot of times the barriers are internal. Let me give you some common ones. One of them is denial and minimizing. Do you have an alcohol problem? Be like, it's not that bad. It's not, not that serious. So we kind of minimize it. Here's another one. Blame. Do you have a relationship problem? Yes. That person. <laughs> like, if that person would change, I wouldn't have a relationship problem with that person. So we tend to blame. We shift. It's somebody else's fault. Here's another one. Learned helplessness. Some of us grew up in an environment where we learned if we are going to make any progress, it takes somebody else initiating it. Well, nobody's helping me. So I can't be helped. And it becomes a pattern for us. Here's another one. Unrealistic thinking. Do you have a problem with your finances? Yes. But that would be solved if somebody gave me a lot of money. We have these unrealistic ways of trying to get out of unwellness. And related to that, it's when we're looking in the wrong places. So many of us were like, oh, I just don't like my body image. So we're like, we'll find an image of something. I want to look like that rather than accepting how we would look if we got healthier. Or we hit fad diet after fad diet. Or whatever the BuzzFeed list pulls up this week. We're like, all right, I'm going to start drinking vinegar all the time or something. You know, we just find stuff and we're just, we're, we're just trying to find a solution. And there's probably one other barrier that's, that's a big one that's good to mention. Remember when Jesus healed the guy and then there was that big religious instruction and then Jesus found the guy later in the temple and Jesus said this to him. He says, now you are well, so stop sinning or something even worse may happen to you. It, it, it appears as if this guy's particular unwellness issue was directly related to some sinfulness in his life. Now, that's not the case with everything. I don't think there's just sin behind any, every problem. But for some of us, some of the unwellness that we're experiencing is because we are actually not living in obedience with how God wants us to live. And we have a hard time recognizing that. We don't want anybody calling us out. In fact, a barrier for you might be this, shame. Shame is when you know something is wrong but you don't want to address it because you're afraid of being judged. The good part is Jesus didn't judge this guy. He just healed him and then said, okay, now we got to work on this. Some of you have realized like, oh, I do have an unwellness issue and it's because of this unhealthy thing I'm doing. It's because I'm bitter. It's because I'm unforgiving. It might even be something you want to change, but there's a barrier between you and God. 
Some of you, you know it very well. Here's the question that Jesus asked him, and I think Jesus is asking us. Would you like to get well? Let's let's spend a moment kind of allowing Jesus to go into that deep well inside each of us that that proverb talked about. Um, Here's an action step for us. Invite Jesus to help you with one of your barriers to wellness. So we're going to have somebody here uh, playing a little uh, instrumental piano music. And I just want to have us take a, a minute or two. And I want you to just spend some time with Jesus. If you're not a follower of Jesus, just believe that we can just believe that Jesus is here. If you're like, I don't want to do any of that stuff, then just spend a moment with yourself. And I'm going to put these um, uh, barriers back up here. And I don't want you to ask God to heal you or fix you or give you insight into the next solution or the next thing. No, no, no. This is just about barriers. Is there a barrier between you and the kind of wellness God wants you to have? Maybe you think of just one issue has popped into your mind. And I just want you to identify, is one of these keeping you from that wellness? And just spend time with Jesus, inviting Jesus to begin breaking down that barrier. Let's just spend a moment or two quietly. I'll leave this list up here. And let's just spend some time with Jesus in the spirit of Lent, which is about kind of reflection Just do that now. Spend a moment with Jesus, would you? God, with your help, would you begin helping us to 
break through or burrow under or leap over. Some of us might just be even climbing over the barriers that keep us from the life that you've called us to live and you're inviting us to live. Thank you for your your power to be able to do that in Jesus' name. Amen. I've got one more, one more thing in this story that I wanted to point out that, that speaks of how we can experience true wellness in a Jesus. And it, it comes from what Jesus told the man. Jesus told him, stand up, pick up your mat, and walk. Now, kind of weird because the guy couldn't walk. <laughs> he had a problem walking. And you're telling me to walk? What Jesus is doing here is something that he actually does in a lot of the other stories in the New Testament and actually follows in the tradition of the Hebrew prophets in the Old Testament is sometimes uh, Jesus and the Hebrew prophets in the Old Testament would say, God's going to heal you, so get up and start doing this and then he'll do it. So there were times where Jesus would be like, go tell the priests what I told you. And the Bible says, while they were on the way, they were healed. Jesus would be like, go this way. And as they went, they were healed. In the Old Testament, one of the prophets said, I want you to go wash in that river. And the river wasn't miraculous. As they went and as they washed, they were healed. What's happening here is there are times where Jesus' plan is for healing and wellness, and what he wants is us to begin participating with him, and then the wellness comes. Now, God could heal a bunch of other, God could drop a bunch of money in your lap, or take away feelings, or do something miraculous, but often he will say, I want you to just start walking in the right way. I want you obeying me, and wellness will come. And that's the second way we can experience true wellness through Jesus, and that is walk with Jesus into a new season of wellness. Being a little cheeky there. Walk with, walk, start going, you know. Maybe there's something Jesus wants you doing right now. Those of you that have been with us for a long time, you know, like one of my big struggles over the last four or five years have been dealing with anxiety and OCD. And for a lot of times I was like, God, Heal me of my fears. Take away my anxiety. And as I started reading more about anxiety and taking a look at what the Bible says, and, and I went to see this Christian counselor, he started doing with me what is a standard treatment for anxiety, and it's called exposure therapy. And the idea is identify what you're afraid of and then start doing it. Start stepping into the thing that you know you should be doing and then God will begin working on helping you. It's the same thing in AA. They're like, fake it until you make it. Why don't you start acting like a sober person, and then your feelings and your thoughts catch up with you. So I think that's what Jesus is doing there, and this, this is important. This is about intentionality. This is about, I believe in the wellness that God wants me to have, and therefore, I'm going to start stepping into that wellness and then God's going to provide it. But that means we have to be moving in a certain direction. Kind of like it's easier to steer a car when it's moving than when it's parked. 
That's what God wants to do with us. So here's an action step for us that we can take. Make one realistic wellness goal between now and Easter. Now, let me clarify what I mean by this. I'm not saying accomplish the goal. I'm not even saying make the wellness goal now. We have another five weeks between now and Easter. We're going to talk about all these different subjects and wellness in general, and hopefully you'll be working your way through the book of John, reading all the teachings uh, and, and experiences of Jesus, and you're going to read all this stuff, and you're going to hear these messages, and you're going to think, okay, what area of wellness, what is one area of wellness that God wants me to begin stepping into starting on Easter? And how can you spend the next 40 days thoughtfully and prayerfully inviting Jesus into that space and readying yourself for that goal? Does that make sense? Take this time. This is what Lent this season is about. Preparing for the new life that we experience on Easter. And make it realistic, a realistic goal. Don't say, I'm, uh, starting on Easter, I plan to never do this thing ever again. That's not a realistic goal. It's like starting on Easter, I plan to take one day at a time to do this, and here's the ways I'm going to be intentional about it. Here's what we talked about today. We can experience true wellness in Jesus. Recognize the barriers and then begin walking in that way. Let me close with this. What we talked about today and what we're gonna be talking about in the next five weeks, this is about, it's not about us. It's about Jesus. It's not about how can I look like that person online. It's not how can I lose this many pounds. It's not how can I get my bank account up to this number. It's about how can I move closer to Jesus and then allow Jesus to do work in me that will align with what wellness looks like to him in my life. And we'll look at all these other areas that can keep pointing us in that direction. Wellness is often, in our communities, it's often an attempt for self-actualization. But with Jesus, it's about his divine realization. It's about us having an encounter with God, a God who loves us, and letting that love transform our lives into what he wants. So that's how we're gonna close, and that's how we're gonna pray. Let's close and pray. Would you all stand with me as we pray? And for some of you, you're like, I know what you're thinking. You're like, man, you're speaking right to me. Or some of you got triggered. You're like, dang it, why do you have to say that? Um, If you'd like someone to talk with or pray with about that, we're gonna have a great prayer team down here. Some people here in the congregation that would love to kind of hear what you're going through, ask how they can pray for you or pray with you about something. If you're new with us, you're like, oh, this is interesting. I'd like to know more about this church. You can head out to our connections area outside and we can help you answer your questions and help you get connected. Let me pray for us. God, thank you so much that you love us so much. You love us exactly as we are, but you love us so much you don't want us to just stay exactly where we are. You have a beautiful plan for our lives. Would you help us to get a clear vision of who you are and your love for us and let that transform us? 
inside and out. We thank you in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, everybody. Have a great weekend.